0: Hey there! Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits here at the Recycle Garage in so way sunny oh, it's Santa beautiful. Cruz, oh, sunny, California, sunny.
1: California.
0: In the 70s For the Super Bowl
1: mm-hmm. Which oh, is
0: really nice It was
1: nice. so so nice And so just nice. for the
0: record For all those people Who said they're going To San Francisco For the Super Bowl I got news for you Yeah <laughs> <laughs> The Super Bowl Is in Sa- Santa Clara Which is actually Closer to us Than it is to San Francisco But hey That's alright
2: So has anybody Heard horror stories About the traffic Or anything like that mm-hmm. No No I you know oh, they damn. shut
0: down and had Humvees on the road, but I don't know. Hey, you guys want to hear who's in the garage tonight?
2: No, mm. not really. No, yeah, no, I don't care.
0: We all know. You got me. <laughs> this is Liza. What's up, my home slices?
3: Uh, uh no. No. no, no, you're better with the wigwam thing. Yeah, no. uh, I keep trying, the keep trying
0: it. Running the board, we have Zach.
3: I exist.
0: Uh, we have a the stormtrooper in the corner would be Bagel. We
4: have Storm Bagel. TK-1719. These are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> but this is the Vespa you're looking for.
2: <laughs>
0: and next to the stormtrooper, we have Adrian. Hello. And next to me, we got Douglas. Tiny Rick.
2: <laughs> Tiny what?
0: And on the couch, we got Kat. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> next to that, we have uh, Squidman <laughs>
3: It's Cthulhu. Cthulhu on the
0: couch. We got Jim,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, coming to join us again, we got Patrick.
4: Hey, friends!
0: And first timer, we have Enzo here with us. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <Yay.
5: laughs>
0: and next to Enzo, we have Charlie.
5: I had a child.
0: <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> I'm
5: scared. You are a child, a child. With, child with two wheels.
0: <laughs> and then uh, cleaning his shit up, we have Fruit Loop. What's up?
6: <laughs>
0: he'll, he'll be joining us uh, to give us the pumpkin update. And donut, Donut's here, too. And Yay! Donut's here. Yay. We got all our pastries donuts here. it has got bananas, snacka-
6: snackaroos. Ooh. Oh, geez. Enjoy. I'm full of shrimp. I might throw up if I eat these.
0: <laughs> so let's uh, get to our news. I've got huge news, y'all. Big news. Big I sold the Massive. 175 mm. Mm. I go back, I've listened to the old podcast and that thing has been one of my projects from the get-go. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I sold it to a teenager who's in high school. Who who you hate. I did my best to talk him out of it. It's gonna I be on it. your doorstep in like proof. next yeah. week.
1: <laughs> I gave that, him hey, the you
0: full know. you do you know what you're buying? This is not a daily rider. This is a project. Things break, it's old, it's awesome, you have to take care of it. You can't leave it in your backyard. Oh well, yeah, I know, I know. I'm good. I can I can do it. As he was pulling out, she turns
7: it on, realizes the lights don't work, and she goes, Huh. Last time I checked those, they worked. I'm not sure why. <laughs>
3: you
1: know,
0: I said, well, lights don't work, but the brake light does, so you can ride it during the day. There you You're go.
3: good. I heard Jake talking to him, too. He, she's like, just so you know, none of the wires match anything. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. Accurate.
0: Uh, his best friend has fixed up a backyard bike and has now talked him into uh, getting another... Project bike. So he un- he thinks he understands. We'll see.
2: Well, was that his dad that was with him?
0: That was his dad who came down. So does he, this he mean we're going to have another little
7: one to come and upbring and do all the things with?
0: Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. He's, he's, he's kind of far
1: away, though. He's yeah. up in
2: Berkeley, isn't he?
4: Yeah.
0: Oh. He's from Berkeley.
2: to SF He
7: came all the way down here for that bike from Berkeley. Yes, he did. Oh, my yes.
2: God.
0: That was cow. it worth the gas? At night.
3: <laughs> you still come out with free gear, too, didn't you?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he got, he he got, got a got helmet gear. and what? Everyone helmet? who's bought a bike from me has left here with free gear.
3: The gear, a lot of times, is worse, worth more than the actual motorcycle, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say.
0: <laughs> Pretty much in my $500 motorcycles, which I'll just quickly get my Craigslist rant of the week out.
3: hmm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <sighs> this is my second Let time doing
6: <laughs> <Getting> this rant.
0: <laughs> All right, so um, this week it's been, I don't know why people keep contacting me. They either email me or they sent me their number. I had one this morning. He's like, yeah, give me a call. I'm interested in the CB900. All right, dude, I call him. No, this one was on the uh, the minibike. And I said, yeah, you're interested. He goes, I said, do you have any questions? He goes, um, no, I just, um, I can't get it till next week. I
1: mm-hmm.
0: said, so, uh, okay, well, you can either pay me now and I'd be glad to hold it for you or take your chances and it might be gone. Oh, well, um I'd rather come down and pay in person, but I can't p- come till next week.
7: So you're do taking you, Thank you. Chances. Have a good day. So do
0: you have any questions? No, that's all. Okay. Uh, I'll talk to you later then.
4: <laughs> See you next week, mm-hmm. Like maybe? I'm not sh-
0: I've had a bunch of these and I'm not sure I don't understand the
2: <clears throat> I think it's because people have forgotten how to do voice conversations.
0: Well, <laughs> well, it's I,
3: also a five hundred dollar motorcycle. That those two things combined. Mm.
2: I
0: was talking to Doug, and I think it's that people browse who don't have the money, and then they go, "Ooh, I want this, but I won't be able to get we, it." I just don't ways. know anybody
2: who browses Craigslist for motorcycles at five hundred dollars just to the look. Can,
4: can I talk yeah. them down to two hundred?
0: Maybe. Yeah. Hmm. And yeah, and so um, I it's like I don't understand. What do you you want me to hold it? You want me to hold a five hundred dollar motorcycle for you? For a week
8: uh yes. i've had so many people calling me
0: to s- hold bikes for them i just don't understand that sure pay me now i'd be glad to hold it for you oh i want to come see it well why don't you call me when you have it that money and if it's still listed, i don't i don't get it anyway that's my rant of the week i like the one but, how but when they're, you they're
3: special ponies then they should be catered to oh, i like how when you would list a bunch of bikes and then when you and i also have this one but there would be no picture that's oh, all, yeah. Right. Well,
0: I'd say I also have this, this, and this available. So I, all week I was getting things titled CB900C, and they'd say, well, tell me more about the CB750. Okay, well, it, that ad is there. I'd send them the ad and never hear from them. Mm. Then I'd get one marked XL70, and they'd say, yeah, tell me about the CB900C. c <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the same thing as that back room. Show me the back room. Whatever's in the back room, not everyone else is seen. I want to see what's in the back room. I'm a special kind of thing. I don't know. Anyway.
7: I think people also have forgotten that Craigslist is basically the online equivalent of gladiatorial combat over. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you don't get there the first with the biggest weapon and the biggest offer, you're not going to get the thing that you want. And I think people have kindly, like, slipped into complacency with that and think that people will hold items for them.
0: The last ad that I posted, I finally kind of got it all out and I said something to the effect of, um, what $500 gets you is a running bike with a title that is fun project bike. What $500 does not get you is delivery, dickering, haggling, me explaining exactly everything it needs done and how to do it. It also does not get you layaway or holding the bike. <laughs>
4: Well, explaining what it needs is not a bad thing, but it's not unreasonable. I would
0: no, they want me to ex- tell them exactly how to, yeah. do, like, right. how to do it.
4: Right. How to do it is a
2: different
0: do story. Do A, do B, do like, C, insert oh, slot C into tab
2: E.
4: X- fork, you have F2's. the XL70
0: dirt bike for sale. Can you tell me how to get it plated for the street?
4: Yeah. yeah. Every yeah. every Sunday um, afternoon, they can come down and uh, you can yell at them.
3: And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, you're not selling bikes li- so much as it's matchmaking. You know, you're you're making matches out there with your motorcycles, mm-hmm. right? Making sure it's going to the right person that is going to hopefully keep it going.
0: Exactly. Enzo, are you nose breathing?
3: Somebody is.
0: Maybe you're nose breathing.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um, Douglas, you got something done today? What'd you get done?
6: Well, this morning, Cat and I and Dave and Nock and Mike. We uh, who somewhere Dave. Dave's not here, man. Dave's Dave was there, man. (laughs) Oh, the six of us went for a beautiful ride this morning up uh, up on the Empire Grade, and then down to uh, what'd you call it? The other one, Bonnie Dune. uh, Yeah, and then we came out Bonnie Dune. Um, and just took the coast back to uh, West Cliff and took that back to the garage, and it was like a forty-minute ride. But it was absolutely perfect out. It was the roads were dry and it was sunny. It was the perfect temperature. Didn't have to bundle up, and it was absolutely gorgeous. Everything was all lush, and the sun was out. And
1: mm-hmm. it was just
6: one of those moments, you know, where you're like, you feel like you're in nature, even though you're screaming by at seventy miles an hour. Well, you are
2: in nature. It's just
6: very fast nature. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was freaking great. Uh, so it was a great great start off to a great day.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: Um, and then uh, I think we got back here on noon or so, and then I got right into uh, reassembling the RM125 engine the rest of the way, mostly. Uh, so I had got a, a crank and a con rod and uh, a piston and some bearings all in one big Wiseco kit for like 320 bucks. And I didn't have a bearing press, so I took the engine to wheel ride and got it back with the engine mostly assembled. I needed to put in the clutch and, and uh, the stator and stuff. Um, and I got it back and I was ready to put I put the both side covers on and and I was ready to put the top end on and uh the dudes uh, whoever at Wiseco packed the box put in a really small piston ring so I put the (laughs) put the piston ring on the piston and uh I'm giving Mike the evil eye now, because he's making so much noise back there. I put the piston on the ring on the piston, and there was like an inch gap between the two ends of the rings. Ooh. So I knew something right. wasn't right, and I was like, I showed a couple friends, and they're like, yeah, it's not right. It should be like, you know, a very tiny gap. So that was my brick wall today. Otherwise, I could have had it running today. So I had to email the uh, the seller and have them send me a, a new piston ring. So that's where I'm at. But overall, lots of progress. Cool. Yeah.
0: And, uh, Charlie, you showed up here with some new uh, swag. What'd you get?
5: Uh, I got a TTR 125. Woo! Oh, yeah Tiny my army. army. The army is rising. I
0: think the Charlie, Charlie's army. nickname is going to be, me too, me too. Yeah.
5: <laughs> no, it's hard pull. It's, it's hard
2: pipe. Hard pipe. Oh. Hard pipe? Yeah, that that yeah. happened. Yeah, that's it. That, that
3: happened.
0: Happen. What, what, what's, what's that mean?
2: Yeah. It's when something's really firm and cylindrical and <laughs> pipe-shaped, and it's called hard.
0: Charlie, no, what's going on over here? It's not what you think. <laughs> <laughs> ask, ask James, James. <laughs> ask yeah.
5: Panic. Yeah. So I, I I dropped the oil, clean the air filter, and it's you know it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, uh,
0: how much did you pay? Eight hundred. Sweet. You're That's asking, a No three
5: green sticker. Yeah. It's registered currently right now. There's no back fees or anything. Cool. I'd say
4: you stole that bike. Yeah. yeah. Starts and, right up. And the only yeah. only other thing it needs, he said, was uh, change the fork oil. You, you think?
5: Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. It feels at like b- I was
6: like, there's really low or no fork oil. In I there. was yeah.
5: well, I, I broke something already. I was tightening the. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was, you know, the thing you tighten to uh, for the brake lever. The, it, I was mm-hmm. tightening that, and the the threads broke. <clears throat> I didn't strip them; like it actually like broke clean off. Wow, it's the adjuster oh, yeah. for the brake cable. Yeah. yeah, so there's threads inside of it still. We probably have Uh-oh. a million of those uh, hanging
6: up here.
9: Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember well, because I went and looked mm-hmm. at that with you, and I had I had to when I was I tried to just yeah. un- unthread it, and it was not coming out by hand. Yeah, yeah it's all in this drawer right here. It's yeah. almost
5: as if it was Loctite. I've got a couple
2: extras too. I
5: got it a little bit, and then it just went.
2: Cool. Yeah. cool. But yeah, I mean the fork oil, it's rideable for the weekend. Yeah. Um, like it goes down. There's not too much up and down mounts on it. I mean it's gonna be squishy because it is well. <laughs> yeah.
0: Butterfingers over there.
2: Yep. Oh, yeah. It's TTR. It's gonna be for the you record. In. That
0: was a perfect throw on my part.
2: Yeah. There was there was no damping
6: on on I the rebound or damped, anything. Yeah. It was. Yeah, okay. It feels like it's dry in there,
2: but it could just be sprung really lightly. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, for I mean, the dampening. It did. It went up. It went, you know down up past if and settled. You push it down. It goes
6: up and then down and then up and then down and then up and down. Yeah, it was like so a like, go- like okay. it, it's supposed to just go down and then back up. Yeah. it was like a 15, 16 year old, old kid who owned it. Yeah. before. so yeah. well, Charlie's only a buck oh five wet. So yeah, yeah, he'll be fine on it.
5: <laughs> just a buck oh five. I could, I could carry some lead weights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: and then um, Andy came by on his new little one seventy five two string. And we
6: missed him, huh? When we were out doing something. Um,
0: that thing that is a little ring dinger. I I don't know what it it was a z- 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 Yamaha 125 plated dirt bike Cool. damn
6: damn i wish you would have seen that where the yeah. heck was i were you out uh, doing the ride or something
0: yeah so he came by and hung out this morning and then andre came by and he changed out the shocks on his uh, cb750f remember i was telling him Is there's something oh. wrong with this and he got some for 70 bucks on ebay that actually damper now and yeah he seemed to be pleased with himself they're actually taller too so they're a little bit taller because yeah. i was saying there's something wrong with their bike dude it shouldn't be so low and rock hard. And he's like, yeah, it's really hard to ride like that. And yeah, well. <laughs> new Shocks will take care of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, well, did anybody else get anything? I think there was a whole lot of just... Oh, well. Cooking shrimp. We made shrimp. Uh, we made this shrimp. is the... Uh, whenever we have the Super Bowl, I, that's when I host my shrimp off. That is always rigged. I thought I had a sh- really good shot at it, and I was shut out.
3: It wasn't for, lack like of creativity on your end.
0: Though, I do say I get the uh, 10% encouragement fee. Because when Kat showed up this morning, I was like, yeah, you know what? I got an extra bag of shrimp. Come on, you should come up with something. She's like, oh. You know how Cat does that? Oh. shut the fuck
3: up. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about it. Damn it. Can we get through one podcast, please? <laughs> <With Al. laughs>
0: and then she whips something up and... Neck and neck with Angela the whole way, but she, she, she lost ultimately to Angela by one vote, but tied for best, uh, most creative, and. King's, yeah. Anyway, Kat, you, you rock that. That bruschetta was it, so. Was good
6: Everybody's good. dish was amazing. Awesome. Like I, everybody stepped it up. I enjoyed every single one of those. I and Sometimes there's you. one or two that I'm like, nah, I could have done without that. But yeah, that was, it was all of them killer. were were amazing. Eliza's yours was really good. Cat's yours was amazing. The your your ceviche, oh, ceviche. ceviche. Was, I must oh. ate about twenty of those <laughs> things, dude. No, yeah, those yeah. are great.
0: I made it, oh, yeah. scooping it out of the. There was leftovers in the bag. And oh, I'm good,
3: like, you ate it. Yeah, some of that cream yeah. cheese. I
0: made a Caribbean chipotle. Shrimp over black beans or rice. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. Oh, that was good. good. That, that but with Alfredo,
6: yeah, yeah, yeah oh. and it makes an excellent dip as well. Yeah. I, I yeah. just got stuffed my face again with the, some chips and dip.
0: It was good so all good. around. You Should make like a key shot of that, Liza. But the winning part dish part was, was good. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Angela made yeah, oh. uh, Southern fried shrimp and waffles with oh mini waffles with in, a,
6: individual uh, plates and with forks syrup on and mini it. Plates, and mini plates, mini forks. It was all mini and pretty interesting. But the waffle was like. A little bit too too small to take two bites out of, but it was too big to, like... I'm sorry, Doug, I'm going to have to
0: stop you there. We just Um, went over time for our quota of non-motorcycle-related talk.
2: Oh, what is that? And I was just going to make a joke about him opening his mouth wider. (laughs) Jeez.
7: We were all opening our mouths very wide Do you guys want to hear
2: if I can put this microphone in my mouth?
7: No.
0: Yeah, sure. (laughs) I I know where you You can You want to hear the back of my throat? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I wanted to take this opportunity to get to a special guest that we're having calling in today. Um... I heard about him just a couple weeks ago when he set a record, so um, we're going to get him on the line right now, give us a sec. In
2: 1914, Erwin Cannonball Baker set the coast-to-coast record on his Indian motorcycle in 11 days. In 1959, John Penton lowered that time to 52 hours and 11 minutes on his BMW motorcycle. Then in 1968, Tiber Sarosi broke that record with a time of 45 hours and 41 minutes on a BMW R69S. And in 1983, George Egloff set his record of 42 hours during the
3: U.S. Express run. And now, with the assistance of an underground network that spans across the country, one man will attempt to break a record that has stood for over 30
8: years.
0: And that man would be Carl Reese, who's here with us today. Hey, Carl, how you doing?
8: I'm on top of the world
2: <laughs> <laughs> and probably pretty sore too <laughs> I'm
0: sure you are when we uh, heard this we uh, I think we mentioned it as many people have like hey some nut job did cross country in 39 hours and I thought that was you know fascinating but then when I uh, saw your Indiegogo for the fundraiser for the documentary of it I realized oh there's a lot more to this This isn't just some nut job who just decided to hop on a bike and drive. There was a lot of planning in this. I was wondering if you can tell me how long you guys planned this.
8: Um, Well, we set a few records back in 2015, and we were looking to see what else was uh, feasible, whatever low-hanging fruit there was. (laughs) And the motorcycle record happened to be one of those uh, records that someone hadn't touched the New York to LA record in quite some time. And the more I research it, the more fascinating I become because I've been riding motorcycles my whole life. And each one of these guys has a story and each one of them faced adversity and had to overcome something, uh, you know, to set their own record.
0: Wow. So, and so this was a couple years in the, in the planning then, huh? How did you pick the bike yeah, that you chose?
8: Uh, I looked at a couple different bikes, but I walked into Winneka um, West Valley Cycle Sales in Los Angeles, and they were there for some 65 years, my buddy told me. They're the oldest BMW dealership uh, in the United States, and when I talked to them, they were just down-to-earth, regular folks and uh, were kind of fascinated in what I wanted to do, wanted to hear more, of course. And uh, the bike I actually went in for was not the bike they put me on. And I test drive a couple of vehicles, and I settled in on the uh, A1600GT.
0: This thing is a monster.
8: <laughs> Six-cylinder, 160 horsepower, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's I'm, got a lot of god at
0: What uh, modifications did you make to the bike for the trip?
8: Uh, the very first thing is that um, I had put some headlights on it. Um, it was very clear in test runs that the stock headlight wasn't sufficient. Um, you could easily outrun your headlight. So I um, I put some uh, clear waters on the front. My buddy who's commuted every day recommended them. And uh, they're like fifteen thousand lumens, so they light up about three quarters of a mile of the of the freeway at night on wow. high.
2: Man, and, yeah, <laughs> conveniently, like, incredible uh, hot dogs if you put them <laughs> in front of them. <laughs> <laughs>
8: yeah, they they illuminate about twenty twenty five feet high, and then they illuminate the sides of the road, and then three quarters of a mile in front of you. You can literally put them on a Cessna and land the aircraft with wow. these lights.
6: Did you get a lot of people flashing their lights at you?
8: I did initially, um, but the system has a um, a cam bus. uh, I'm trying to think of the best word. It integrates into the BMW stock computer. There's a cam bus interrupter or uh, adapter. So I can use the Wonder Wheel that's on the left Hand grip uh, to scroll it up or down, so you can set preset. Wow. So uh, at thirty percent, I was able to. Um, Um, not offend the oncoming traffic.
4: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So you could actually adjust the brightness of the lights on the fly then?
8: Yes. So I did it while I was driving down the road. I just set it for 30. I, I realized I wasn't getting flash from the oncoming truckers. So 30 was what I kept it on most of the time. And then when no one was oncoming or there wasn't anyone directly in front of me, I would just kick them to high.
7: Do you know how much wattage those things suck? Did you have have a problem with that? It's
8: 70 70 watts, I think. And when they are on high, you're not putting anything back into your bathroom.
2: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. okay. Even with the extra BMW (laughs) stator, I mean, they always provision those things generous. So, wow. But that's a lot of juice. That is a lot of juice.
0: So, how much uh, support did you have with you?
8: Um, We had 12 safety teams staged across the United States, and those folks were connected uh, into my helmet um, through a conference bridge, so there was an 800 number that um, my family, uh, people that were just worried about me, or crews that were um, monitoring the weather and traffic conditions to tell me which bypasses to take. Hmm. Uh, those people were all on my, in my helmet at you know at one time. I didn't have to fiddle with my phone or be distracted.
2: Right, uh, so you're able to maintain a bridge cross country, like cell phone dropouts and stuff like that.
8: We did drop uh, Western uh, Colorado; the phone dropped uh, oh, okay. quite a bit uh, until I got back down into Denver. But having to dial separate individuals versus just a straight eight hundred number, and the um, yeah, no, no pin numbers had to be typed in or anything like that. It was just an open, open bridge.
2: Nice, very nice.
8: So, all right,
0: let's just get to the meat of this. So your av- what was your average speed cross-country?
8: 74, I think, is what it comes out to be.
0: Mm. What was your wow.
8: top speed? Um, I'm still under statute limitation. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. going to say the it, speed limit, it, but...
2: Yeah. Mm, it was quick.
8: Yeah, so I'm... Well... There's ways I can answer that. So, um, I had set uh, the electric vehicle record coast to coast uh, the previous April, and we also did the autonomous uh, driving vehicle uh, in October. And there's some places in the desert where there's no traffic and there's no one on the road where you can, you know, the speed limits are 80 through uh, much of Utah. and you, you just casually you throw, throw
2: a in front of that and you're fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, obviously you're going to make up time when you can, when it's, uh, the conditions are permitting. Let's so
2: say. yeah, let's, um, for small yeah. listeners, let's qualify. When we say an average mile per hour of 73.9 or 74, um, that means when you're stopped getting gas, you're still doing 74 miles an hour, <laughs> Right. you know, when you are drinking water, when you are, you know, Changing Take, a tire. Or changing tire, taking a leak, <laughs> something like that. You're still 74 <laughs> miles an hour. So to get an average speed that high is quite incredible.
0: Well, let's, we, we talked about modifications to the bike, but you made some modifications to yourself. You want to share those?
8: <laughs> I was wondering yeah, about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well... Um, about 18 months to two years before we started doing a spin class just to kind of build core and you know cardiovascular and just getting myself just in shape because the thoughts of doing this and the planning is really fun but then you the reality does start to set in and you go i really have to do this and i really <laughs> have to complete it and will my back hold up to it and fortunately i'm engaged to a lovely woman that is a physical therapist and a nutritionalist. So,
2: cool. That was a plus.
7: Got an inside. <laughs>
8: <laughs> so. Yeah, I have this inside track there. So she got me in shape, and uh, we, we generally eat right. I wasn't willing to take any stimulants, so I gave up coffee, tea, and sugar um, six weeks <sighs> before the run. Good call. So oh. if I did Did need to get any coffee along the way. It would have a a maximum impact. And giving up coffee was a big sacrifice for me. I like (laughs) to drink a pot morning before I go to work.
2: So speaking of coffee and other physical preparations, I do have to ask: um, Did you use a Texas catheter or something like that, or did you actually stop?
8: I did. Okay. I I did. I did. I, I, I wore a condom. Wore a condom catheter. Um, the bike was outfitted with an eight-gallon fuel cell. There's a guy that's in the Iron Butt community. His name's Mike Langford. He, uh, he's out of San Diego, and he welds up aluminum long-distance tanks for people that want to do long touring trips.
0: So you said eight-gallon, so eight-gallon fuel cell, and did you have a five-gallon porta potty? <laughs>
8: <laughs> no, you just run it next to the fuel um,
2: drains, and just yeah, you know, just down make the sure road. it's not on the tire.
8: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you, you go on the run.
0: <laughs> so uh, how far into the trip did your butt start to hurt?
8: Um, I probably started shuffling around by the time I got to Utah. Um, <laughs> that's
3: was, pretty good. That's pretty good.
8: <laughs> and and it it wasn't comfortable. uh even with an aftermarket seat on, I wanted to get Russell Daylong, but I called him and he was just backed up too long and it wasn't going to happen. So I ordered a um, a sergeant and I sat mm-hmm. on it in my kitchen in the evening while I did paperwork to try to get the seat broke in when I couldn't get on the bike to break it in myself.
0: Yeah, the sergeants and, are very stiff.
8: But, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. with the backrest helped, um, um, but... I caught myself several times throughout the trip actually setting on the backrest. Like, I would get up on the pegs, fold the backrest 90 degrees, and then, you know, set on top of that just to stretch my legs out a little bit, Yeah. get my rump a, a rest.
4: Now, I, I understand that you also had, a, like, a padded uh, shorts on underneath your riding suit, right? Um, did you I use did. okay? And uh, I was wondering if you used any other products like uh, like chamois butter or anti monkey butt or you know something like that to help with the uh, the chafing.
8: I wish I had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: because I've I've done several cross country trips and yeah, the cha- the chamois butter was a big help.
8: Can you send me a link to that afterwards? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) When I got to New York, I was so raw. I mean, the bicycle shorts helped, but uh, my backside was just raw.
4: Yeah, no doubt.
0: That picture that's posted of you uh, sitting down on the ground at the bike, I I felt what you were feeling because I've done an iron butt myself. And I could just, I knew that look on your face. I knew exactly what you were feeling at that moment.
1: Yeah.
8: <laughs> yeah, you're, th- I was vibrating. So I had <laughs> yeah. Plan-
2: yeah, you get that buzz going. I, and you're I like, could, mm. Yeah,
8: Yeah, I had, a, um, I had a planned sleep stop because, I, again, I wasn't willing to take anything to get me through. I, it's, it, for me, it's an endurance feat, and I want to what I can push myself to do and still be safe. So um, at Kansas, uh, Dina flew ahead and uh, I stayed at a, a Holiday Inn Express. I, I laid down for about an hour and 15 minutes was the total time I was asleep, but I was stopped. The GPS tracker, I had a tracker from GPS Insight and they... Uh, do global tracking. And I had to have their device on when I did my Guinness Book of World Record for shortest charging time for electric vehicle. They wanted to monitor me clear across the United States. So we looked at that data after I got finished with the bike um, run, and I was stopped there at the hotel for two and a half hours because I was having trouble getting the Bluetooth stuff to sync back up. and log back into the bridge and oh, um uh, but yeah I, I, I pulled all the electronics off when i went into the hotel because there was no one to stand there and you know watch them so uh, there's you know probably two grand worth of electronics that was strapped to that bike so we pulled it all off brought it in the room and then hooked it all back in And I, I lost valuable time there but the sleep was necessary from the research that i had done guys drive three-quarters of the way and then lay down on a picnic table at roadside rest and wake up six hours later and, you know, blow their cams.
2: Yeah. yeah. Did you contemplate taking the bike into the hotel room with you? <laughs>
8: <laughs> <laughs> so just wheel it right in through the lobby. No, yep. seriously.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm not actually all that joking.
4: Yeah, I, I've known a lot of people who've done that, actually, just for safety reasons. Yeah. Wow. But that's something to keep in mind for the next time, I suppose. Yeah, you get a, a,
2: a door yeah. in the back where you don't go through the lobby. You just get a key, and you can you know just roll yeah. it in the first floor. You know.
0: So but I wanted I wanted to ask you. So you said you got this bike for the trip. Were were you a rider beforehand?
8: Yes, I've had. Um, I, I started out on a Suzuki 750 Water Buffalo was my favorite.
0: Hey! Nice. Oh, yeah, we yeah. know that bike. Classic. <laughs>
8: Uh, I bought it from a guy that I worked with in upstate New York and he uh, had it lean against his barn and that summer I had taken another buddy's uh, the picnic he just offered threw me the keys and said here take my Harley for a ride I took it for a ride and I was just enamored with the freedom and uh, I just fell in love and I brought the back and I said I gotta get my own bike so I bought the water buffalo and then I, was, I never could afford to have more than one bike at the same time so I would trade Know the bike in for something different, and uh, I went through you know a rocket, um, uh, um, a BSA sport bike. Yes, I know I had a sport bike, uh, uh, a Ninja 250. Yeah, yeah, because I was young, and Mm -hmm. I I went from that to. Harley Davidson Sportster, and then I put a 1200 kit on it, and then I grew out of that into an FXR, SP, Stroker, and, uh, you know, I, I loved fast bikes. I mean, that really appealed to me, uh, and but as I aged, I took out an Ultra once I rented an Ultra for a trip and uh dean and i fell in love with it and just said wow this is where we're headed touring this is (laughs) this is comfort to be able to have a jacket or a sweater or pair Mm -hmm. an extra glove and a a saddlebag
0: and you chose the winter to do this did you hit a lot of bad weather
8: what was
4: that no did did this was in august though
0: right uh, when did this occur yeah this was in August. Oh, okay. So the weather was, was good the whole way. What, how did you handle the heat then?
8: Uh, okay. So I did have a cool vest packed with um, in a Ziploc bag, but I never put it on. I uh, And part of the planning process was to leave on a full moon, so I had the maximum uh, uh, illumination at night. Um So we left Los Angeles at 3.15 in the morning, and uh, my safety crews were in front of me and around me, um, got me up to around Barstow before guys start peeling off. And I picked up a new team uh, around Prim, Nevada. But when I was passing through Baker, the heat hit me in the face, and the sun wasn't even over the horizon yet. And I was like, oh my, if this is what my day is gonna be like, I'm going to be dehydrated before I get to Colorado, so that encouraged me to go a little bit faster because I didn't want to be in the desert midday. Mm
0: -hmm. And so so you said you had a lot of support. So were they going ahead and like scouting for police and stuff? Were you getting reports um, that way? They were
8: looking for yes. They were looking for any um, you know obstacles on the road, um, you know two by four, a dead deer. Um, I got one report in uh, eastern Kansas. You know, I was traveling through uh, the wee hours of the morning through Kansas, uh, the eastern portion of the state after my sleep stop. I was running in lane number two, and my team asked me, what lane am I in? I said, I'm in two. They said, switch over to lane one, there's a dead deer. And not even a quarter of a mile further, I came across that deer. Wow. And it was just Obliterated by an 18 wheeler in the oh. right hand lane. So Which would have been very nice and important slick to have hit. It.
0: So, did you have any obstacles that did cause you to stop?
8: Um, no, but I was, uh, well, yes, I, I take that back. Um, weather. I stopped, uh, my first stop um, that wasn't fuel related was in uh, coming down off of the bale path. I, I run a um, motorcycle app for weather, it's called InRoute, okay. and that app, if you put in where you're leaving from and where you're going and what time of the day you're leaving, it will tell you what weather you're going to hit and where. And we didn't have any scheduled weather until I got to Missouri, but as I was coming through the Vail Pass, I could see clouds building, so I asked the guys on the bridge. You know am i about ready to come into weather here or what and they said no we just checked in an hour ago you're fine and sure enough they said no you're you're actually rolling into a wall won't you um, you know pull under a bridge something and get your your gear on so i stopped suited up and i no sooner got my pants on and it was raining sideways so
4: wow um, that sounds like colorado weather
0: (laughs) now did your did your tires make it the whole way
8: no no. (laughs) my rear tire started squaring off by the time i got to indianapolis i had an extended fuel stop there where we checked um um, tire pressures and stuff and on a safety inspection we realized that the tire was uh quite squared uh from the continuous um heat and speed and not getting turned off any chance to cool down um so Everyone was scrambling to try to find a tire, but everything seemed to be 45 minutes out of my way. Um, By the time I got to Eastern Ohio, the threads were showing, and I was standing along the side of the road and I couldn't drive any further on it. I had rubber was coming off of it.
1: Oof!
2: Uh, once you and, get to second cords, though, then you have to work. <laughs>
8: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Will you be on my So hang in there you know? next time.
2: <laughs> now, one one question
4: I have about the tires. Uh, how, how many miles were on the tire when you started? Only
8: had about 1,600 miles. The bike was just barely broken in.
4: Uh yeah, because that's that's one so, thing that's one thing that I've learned about cross country trips is that they it will chew up tires about twice the, twice the normal rate. Is mm-hmm. that is that about what you experienced at that at that point?
8: Yes. Yeah. And I almost bought a tire on eBay prior to going. It was already on the rim, and I was going to stage it and just change it in Kansas. But oh, my man. techs at BMW were telling me. No, you'll get 6,500 miles out of this tire. No
0: problem. uh, Yeah, I I went cross-country on a BMW in August, and I had the same problem. I think somewhere in, like, Kansas, I had to find a BMW dealer. But uh, it's it's great how you can always rely on other riders on the side of the road or stops who can help you and direct you.
8: like about the motorcycle community doesn't matter what you ride you know there's a brotherhood there
2: yeah it's not what you ride it's that you ride
4: cool and uh, one question that I had about the stop in in Kansas uh, what what time was that that you you got uh, finally got some sleep
8: uh, I think it was about a 30 11 o'clock local time okay I'd have to look at the, the uh, GPS it took me about 30 minutes to strip things off I went inside and I was telling you earlier You're vibrating. I just (laughs) took a shower just to kind of like feel something different, some different sensation than just the the vibration and all the adrenaline.
2: Yeah, to reset so it doesn't feel like you're
8: moving. Yes, yes. And then once Dina laid down beside me, I was able to fall asleep. And,
2: um, Dina's your bike? I, I felt. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he, he, he left the bike outside.
0: <laughs> okay, well, let's, the let's, let's get this straight. So, Dina is your fiance. Yeah. And what's your bike's name? <laughs> and, and and my bike doesn't have a name. And what's your mistress in New York's name? Oh. No, wait, no. Why would he go cross country so much? Come on.
2: so, so ride it because you can. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs>
0: So I have a question. So you you planned ahead of time, I assume, to do this documentary.
8: Yeah. And I was already. Yep. I was already excited about these uh, other stories, and it seemed like the more I researched, the more everybody had something that happened to them. Even going back to Cannonball Bakery he got bit by a dog. I mean, had to (laughs) stop in a town, have somebody stitch him up. So it, it. and I thought, wow, if no one's done this in 30 years for the New York to L.A. Because there's been other people. Terry Hershner has uh, driven an electric car from
0: a motorcycle. To
8: San Diego. Yeah, Electric yeah. Terry's
0: a friend oh, of ours. Sorry.
2: Yeah. Uh, he's been a guest on the podcast before.
0: Yeah, he's from Santa yeah. Cruz himself. Well, yeah. for now he and is.
8: So, there's a whole awakening in these, you know, cross-country uh, records. There's, um, there's, uh, John Ryan has set a record from uh, Pruhoe Bay to uh, Key West, Florida, which is like 5,500 miles. Wow. He did it in something crazy, like 83 hours. And, but this New York to L.A. route was the big route for Cannonball Baker. Now, his first Run that he did on his Indian, which he's most famous for, the 11-day trip, he did that from San Diego to New York City.
2: San Diego. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Purist.
8: <laughs> and then um, after that, he started using Lincoln Park in Los Angeles as his jumping-off point or finish point, and then. Uh, the riders that uh, came after him uh, used that same area in Los Angeles. So I kind of wanted to stay true to that original, you know, uh, cannonball route and the thing that they use for the cannonball run at the U.S. Express. And then, of course, George Eggloff who had held that record um, in 1983.
0: So, so the whole documentary then is about the, the history of the camp. Oops! Sorry, we have a cat in this cat studio. Just <laughs> <Mike>. <laughs> um, it's about the history of the Cannonball Run. Um, it sounds like there's a lot of fascinating stories, and then we're going to get a lot of you in there, I assume.
8: Yes, there is some footage of me. I would we're we're gunning for 75 percent of the history aspect, uh, although we have tons of footage of you know me coming into New York and uh, the bike getting uncrated and. Um, uh, weather and we have footage of us inside uh, the Harley Davidson dealership in Belmont Ohio getting the tire change so um, there's plenty of footage to throw in along with it but I think anyone that's interested in documentaries or interested in motorcycles will find this um, this quite fascinating.
0: And since you're still just in the process of doing this you're raising funds for it where can people go if they want to learn more or help you out?
8: Uh, Indiegogo um, we had a campaign there and uh, unofficially the title of the movie is Iron Riders the history of transcontinental motorcycles but what's and,
10: the, um, uh, the, the actual like the URL so people
2: can find it and support it
0: well you just go to Indiegogo oh and search
2: yeah Iron Riders on Indiegogo you and go. you should probably get it
0: alright yeah. so I'm sure you're getting this question a lot but we just got to get it, get it out there what is next
3: <laughs>
8: well, besides I, a long soaking hot tub
3: 37 hours mm-hmm. is what's next
0: yeah.
8: <laughs> <laughs> yes if I had a tire uh, and uh, I, what I've learned from this entire trip I could probably shave off maybe another two hours Cool. Um, but, but what's next is I would like to do a, a charity event uh, that brings awareness to wounded veterans
0: oh great
1: yeah, cool.
8: And I'm in negotiations right now with one uh, manufacturer. Uh, they're not sure. They're kind of taking it up the corporate ladder, but it would be a different category of uh, vehicle that I would take, um, and they want to wrap the vehicle to bring uh, um, to the tie-in that I'm looking for, which is, you know, there's no real way to monetize from doing these records. It's a lot of out-of-pocket expense, and Even with a documentary, where there's no guarantees that you know any money, we'll ever see any money from it. But if we could, if we do this, and you know, uh, we bring awareness to the vets, then I think it's a win.
4: Excellent.
0: Well, I think it's, it's an awesome story. And I, you said earlier that you wanted to go after the low-hanging fruit. <laughs> As somebody who's done some extreme writing, this is not low-hanging fruit. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. It, I, yes, it, it is quite an achievement. And I know when you're going cross-country, there's this mindset you have to get into to do it. And um, you know kudos to you for doing it congratulations. It's 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 a big deal, but I'm truly am excited though about the documentary and that's what really um, Turned me on and wanted me to contact you because this sounds like fascinating stories the whole history
8: Yeah, there's there's actually more men have walked on the moon that than have set good New York to Los Angeles uh, record on a motorcycle
10: you should have seen my
3: moving company <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know it's funny talking about the history and you guys are focusing on focusing on the history you know you're following the in the footsteps of you know people like john penton cannonball baker george egloff and, and so few people have done it but researching and learning about those guys were there things you were able to draw upon from them like as individuals that you could incorporate? Like when you're in your own brain and you're flying through the desert like a ufo at 160 miles an hour um, <laughs> But but were there lessons, you know, not lessons like hey bring an extra tire But more like mental things you learned from their experiences that you could use in yours Well
8: one thing I looked at was uh, the diet Um People, Sarah Rossi was a college student when he set the record back in 1968. On his R69, and he had only passed a dozen Hershey bars and a thermos full of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: wow! <laughs> and how big is how big was his uh, time, support group? By
8: the time he got by the time he got to the fruit inspection stand at the California border, he put his foot down and he passed out. Oh. And they slapped him awake And at first they thought he was drunk And he <laughs> said, no, 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 no How long have I been out? I'm setting a transcontinental record And they said, you're going for the record? Man, get back on the bike and get out of here yeah.
3: nice. Quick, s- smoke, <laughs> nice. smoke three Malls, and get back on the bike <laughs>
8: <laughs>
0: Well, I think it's very cool um, When do you expect to get the documentary out?
8: Well, we're still looking for the funding. We have probably eighty uh, percent filmed of what we need. We do need to recreate a couple scenes back in history, um, and uh, we're we need some help. We need a, a vintage uh, Ace motorcycle or an Indian so we can put Cannonball Baker, uh, you know, in uh, high definition.
4: That would be cool, and we
8: would like to. Yeah, we'd like to interview John Penton. John's still alive, living in Ohio. And uh, uh, Fred Boyagen. Mm -hmm. he's also um, 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 available for interview. Uh, Fred set the the record in 1969, and it was more or less a bar bet. Somebody told him he couldn't beat uh, Tibor Cerrosi's time. And he walked out of the, the bar with a beer pig under his arm. Because he was going to use that for his fuel cell. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and and, and Fred set a time of forty-two hours. And I just talked to him about two days ago on the phone. And we're going to meet in Connecticut, and uh, we're going to we're going to get him on film and get his story. And his story was also uh, uh, very interesting because, just like everybody else, he had problems along the way, and he problem solved worked through it and still manage to, to break the previous time
0: that's cool cool well again thank you for coming on we really appreciate it i've been fascinated just watching all of the media attention you're getting
8: this is great
2: yeah i heard about it and i was like oh wait that's our guest tonight oh my <laughs> nice yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
8: <laughs> well if anyone up there wants to break the record just have to call me, I'll give him some tips. I got a
2: lot of fitness to do first. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Exactly. All right. I think we're going to let you go. And if you're ever up this way up near uh, Santa Cruz, um, let us know you're coming this way. We'd love to get you in the studio with us uh, live in person.
8: That would be awesome.
0: Yeah. Especially to promote the the documentary every now and then we do little uh, movies out in the parking lot outside our garage and uh, do a movie night. That would be awesome.
8: Just give me an invite. I'm always looking for an excuse to uh, get on the
0: bike and ride. Yeah, after that, just a ride up yeah, to Northern that, California is nothing. Yeah,
2: to the corner store. Hey, honey, like...
0: I'm going to go get some milk. <laughs> that's one take. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. In Santa I'm going to go
2: get some sourdough out of SF.
0: <laughs> can, um,
4: actually, it's more like I'm going to go to Santa Cruz and gas up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you very much yeah, again. Yeah, thanks And for we calling. will keep checking in with you. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what comes next out of you.
8: All right. Well, thank you for having me on. All right. Bye. All right, Carl. Have thanks, good man. Good luck.
6: Shit, you forgot to ask him when his up-the-butt bike was. <laughs> I think,
0: I think that bike was so up his butt. <laughs> <laughs> it was,
1: yeah, it, it was, was.
4: literally up. his up-the-butt bike. Yes. <laughs> for, for 39 hours. And with yeah. the last, not enough loot. I was really curious
6: about the, the sleeping thing, like how much he slept, and, yeah. Yeah. and I'm glad he answered that because I was going to ask that like right away. Yeah,
4: that's <laughs> yeah. that's hardcore, like an hour and a half yeah. sleep. What? That's so nuts. Uh, well, he slept oh an hour God. and a half the whole time? Yeah. An
6: hour and a half. Well, he, like an hour 15 or something. He, he only yeah, stopped for 15. like two hours. Yeah, was, an
7: an hour and 15 is Kansas. exactly one sleep cycle. Do you think he could
6: you could do it
4: without yeah. sleeping you uh, could but not yeah, yeah, yeah. safely like, i mean even
6: with just an hour and a 15 of sleep uh, That's yeah, you know, ridiculous.
4: honestly like, having it, having done some crazy rides i i don't think it's possible to do 39 hours without sleeping how about having worn some crazy outfits
7: i mean I you would you would <laughs> have to start tr- training your body to go through that. So like I know staying up cycle, yeah. for three yeah. days. Yeah. I know quite a few people who've been through the military and they have no problem. They're like, "Oh yeah, I'll stay up for three days. No big deal. Yeah. Bye wow. My
6: brother was like, "Yeah, we like in formation. We just lean up against the guy behind you and kind of take like, yeah. a five-minute nap. I, and He just holds you up. You know."
1: Yeah.
6: <laughs>
0: <Jeez>. <laughs> I don't have a problem closing one eye and letting half my brain sleep when I ride. I know you all sound <laughs> alarmed. Safe. Like this is horrible. You,
9: you may you may be a dolphin.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I mean, I was explaining a bagel, seemed fascinating. I'm like, no, like. You know when your eyes are heavy and you know you're like gonna fall asleep? That's not it. Like I won't mess around with that. Yeah. Don't I don't mess around with that. But there are times I can just completely relax, close my left eye, sl- my right brain sleeps, and I go into just kind of lizard brain basic no, function.
3: That's called a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would have been curious to find out though his record was what, thirty eight minutes? What he thought right. the possible quickest There's, time could be.
0: There, well, he knows he could take oh, another two hours yeah. off. Yeah,
3: right? so 38 you, you, minutes. you take an hour and a half off of sleeping, <laughs> but then how much faster could he do it? How much more time does he think someone could drop off that record? Well, he
7: was saying he lost about two hours for the tire yeah. and the Bluetooth issue, so right. he could drop those two hours off easily by getting a rim attached or a tire attached to a rim that's ready to right. just be dropped well, and uh, added.
5: Did he have a turbo? <laughs> That's another way. You so,
2: can uh, one thing I'm glad he got into uh, was the diet. Yeah. Um, the fact yeah. that he cut out caffeine and cut yeah, out sugar that was and the rest. Because that is important. Um, having seen some people do long distance trips uh, with the correct way of you know, detoxing, or not detoxing, but cutting that out and then other people on the ride not doing that and doing the five-hour energy drinks and the red bulls and everything else and five hershey bars yeah Mm. they were complete and utter wreck
7: (laughs) i wonder if i mean beside the fact that a, a huge fairing for fuel consumption would be good but also for just exhaustion i wonder how big of a fairing he could add without adding too much weight to make it
0: well, BMWs actually come with very adequate wind protection. The turn signals actually become hand deflectors. Uh, mm-hmm. The fairing actually is taking the wind off of your legs all the way down to your toes. Um, on my BMWs, you could ride in the rain and not get wet because it actually it makes an outline of your entire body. Everything gets covered, except for about the edges of your shoulders. But wow. um, yeah, yeah, they're designed for that. There's even buttons that'll
2: move it up and down while you're writing. And mm-hmm. I. I was nice. I restrained myself from making a BMW comment when he was talking about the dial to bring the headlights yeah. down to 30%. There's one yeah. button for a handy, and there's...
3: I was nodding my head like I knew what he was talking about. I'm like, yeah, I got a dial, yeah, but like a... my thing falls off. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> is it called, like, the Wonder Wheel or something like that? Yeah. That's That sounds like he's got, like, some sort of crazy onboard computer or something. Yeah. I have no idea what that is. I mean, I've, see, I've seen him. There's a little dial on the on the left-hand side. Wow. Mm.
0: So, uh, Mike, it's your time. Oh, jeez. oh so we said last week that we weren't talking about pumpkin yet, but you wanna you wanna tell us what happened with pumpkin and where you're at now?
10: Um so I was uh I I I, I was driving up to San Francisco, um everything was fine. I, I wasn't really pushing it too hard. It was about an hour and a half from here, hour and twenty minutes. And then um on the way back down, you know, I wasn't really pushing it that much, you know, opened it up a few times. But uh once I got um, over the 17, and uh, got to the the Santa Cruz side of the 17. It, it seemed to me like the, it started making noises <laughs> in the front, and yeah, I thought it not was too the, good uh, noises. Yeah, it sounded like um like a rattle in the front, and uh, and I was like, oh, I think I lost a piston, you know, and um and then I, I still had one piston going, but I was losing power as I was giving, the, you know, you, know, yeah, you just get pull some more gas dude that's what i did and, it,
1: and
10: <laughs> <laughs> i was like maybe i could get home you know and then uh next thing you know they both went out and then my computer went out and it was like pitch dark but the lights were still on you know on the front and i held the clutch in you know and i had this like good idea i was like maybe i could bump start it at 70.
2: <laughs> uh,
10: <laughs> but i decided not to do it because then i was like well maybe you know it'll make things worse so, <laughs> or make
2: a wonderful, beautiful crunching noise, mm-hmm.
10: or a slingshot, <laughs> and I'm the fucking ball. Yeah, and you, know, then you go down. And- so anyway, that happened, and um,
0: and you were so distraught.
10: Yes. Yeah, so I was like freaking out. I mean, not not initially. Like as I pulled over, the cops came up, and they they're looking at me like all kind of weird. they were telling me like, you know, give me the ID. And then,
4: were they were they mean mugging you?
10: A little bit. I mean, they were like they were like huddled together, like they were like having like hugs or something. While they were like, I was just the weirdest thing. I was like, I was talking to them normal and stuff, and and hey, this is what's going on. But I I just I just expect that they would assume, you know, just be be cautious. Uh, yeah.
6: So I got a, a text from Mike the day after. Um, this is January twenty sixth. I think I blew up my bike. I'm not sure yet. I'm very very upset about it, and I could use some help investigating. So. And I hugs. could tell. I was like,
10: "Oh, f- dude," he, he, he says he's upset, but I could tell he's telling, pulling his hair out right now. Yeah. So what happened was that, that you know I couldn't sleep that night. Um, I re- mm. like literally could not sleep. I felt it like a traumatic it was like experience. Yeah, it was like my my dog got hit by a car, or my child's like gone missing, or something. I don't know. I don't know how those things go, but it was very like I was emotional about it. So, and then I went to work and I couldn't think about anything else. My, like my boss would be yelling and I just didn't hear it, you know?
2: You are grieving. Yeah. yeah.
10: I, I, I didn't know if I should start grieving or, or if I should, you know, have hope. So then I shot a text out to Liza because it, I, I knew I had a 50, 50 chance of getting a real answer. Cause
0: that's who you want to call when you're emotionally, For emotionally distraught. Support. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Cause that's I
2: was like, abuse me now, abuse me now. So
10: I was like, <laughs> this is going to be a really bad idea or a good idea um so i i called liza and uh and she said you know we went over a couple of things and, and she was just like oh yeah just uh, uh she was like you could bore it out. it's
0: done it's yeah done.
10: no what did you say to me because you knew i was upset because well, i'm not, i don't think i'm I knew that, how i felt well, when i was talking t- to you
0: i knew that when you say oh yeah it's done like you think it's done but i know that that just opens up new horizons mm. so i said oh it's done but just get a new engine, do an engine swap. That's easy. And now's an opportunity to take some of your engine covers off and send them out and get them powder-coated or whatever. Like, you can
10: yeah, said bedazzle the, your engine said now. You said, pour out the engine to a 750 or put a, see if you can get a 1,000 engine and put it in. Just and opportunities, yeah. that's all. Yeah. CR-500. So, <laughs> so, like, all of a sudden it went from, like, oh, my God, I got a trash pumpkin for parts to like or there's five options of it running again
2: yeah we can rebuild it we can make it better we have, we have the technology <laughs> <laughs>
10: so,
0: did I do good then
10: yeah absolutely I was a little Every, not just you everybody what? I mean like like Doug got back to me as soon as I posted it like everybody in the garage it was like uh we all had a candlelight vigil for your
0: yeah. for your
1: motor.
10: Yeah, I really I was like when Kirk Cobain died. Like everybody came out in the streets and lit candles and shit. You
1: know
10: what I mean? <laughs> we part all the Jack.
0: Yeah, yeah,
10: yeah. So
0: so, so then you and Zach did an autopsy on the engine. What did you find?
10: Uh, well, we just took it out.
9: Well, we we, the, we, we took it said, out <laughs> and, and so, we took it out and then we did an autopsy on it. Or uh, me and Adrian actually did an autopsy on it, and it looked like uh, what had happened is. Well, when, when you said the you drained the oil, very little oil came out, and so it looked like it ran out of oil. Yeah, it was Got about a, a half oily. a cup.
10: It was literally like a half a cup of oil came out yeah. of it. So. Yeah.
9: Um, and the connect conrod bearings failed, and the conrods w- would move on the crankshaft, but only <laughs> under kind fo- of. only the, under the force of a mallet. Um, <laughs> that yeah. doesn't count. So they were pretty much welded.
2: Yeah, they were friction welded. They were friction yeah. welded
9: on there, yeah. and... Um,
2: between the, the conrod and the counterweight, yeah, the metal for the bearing was sort of extruded. Yeah, the, me- yeah, the bearing out. metal
10: was like, like fingers, like yeah, metal fingers, like little
2: metal fingers. Yeah, you, yeah. There um, wasn't the typical like explosion of bronze glitter, but which made me kind of wonder at first. But then we, we found, got everything else. We found the <laughs> we found sludge.
9: <laughs> we found the sparkles. Yeah, we, in there. the sludge full yeah. of sparkles. Um, so, so but it, it w- looks like the vibration was enough where it, it cracked the case.
2: Yeah, the cent like the center bearing. Uh, for the um the main drive shaft has radial fractures coming out from it <laughs> Yes, <laughs> from just Smashing
0: pumpkins yo. Yes, so yes, smashing pumpkins <laughs> So where did the oil go?
10: That's the mystery, it's still yet to be solved
0: Because you don't have oil on I think on, it's somewhere on the bike.
10: 17
2: Well yeah, no shit <laughs> <laughs> um, Either that or you got a slow burn and that was what was causing it, it, was oh, it.
10: Feel the burn?
6: You would yeah. see it in the exhaust, though. I mean, if it was burning that much oil yeah. over over it, a month,
10: if it was to...
9: like running fine, running fine, running fine, yeah. blow
10: up. There was no color oil. I mean, I've been riding with everybody. You would have seen, like, hey, dude, there you, you're but, fucking smoking out of the exhaust. Like, it was nothing like that.
4: Well, but you said you said you hadn't checked the oil in like a month. Though, uh, no, right?
10: I had. Yeah. Well, the last time I checked it, it was below the low line, so I added a quart, and it was it was above, and I was like, oh, that's too much. But uh, fuck it, it's better than too, okay, too but little. but that
4: but that was a month before this happened, right? Yes. And how many miles had you ridden? Since then, roughly, would you guess? I don't know. Did we go anywhere? A few hundred, maybe
10: mm-hmm. in a month. So, I'm at so yeah. So totally.
0: where did That's the oil go?
10: Yeah, so you. Doug brought <gasps> up. No, did, Doug somebody,
0: brought up, did somebody take your oil? Is this sabotage?
10: Uh, Doug brought up a really interesting thing, mm. and I told him you smelt it, you dealt it. You know, what I mean because I know how <laughs> yeah. you guys do fucking pranks. Yeah, right yeah I'm gonna do shit. that, and then I'm gonna. Into, and I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah.
2: There's pranking and then there's toasting an engine. Right. Uh, yeah. it's
0: not. Cool. And you know, we like the bikes more than we like you. So that wouldn't. I, be well, it.
10: Clearly, nobody here likes my bike. So I'm surprised no, you, know, you had didn't find a whole bunch
0: of dicks on it when you were taking it apart. Yeah. Actually,
10: if I would have found dicks, it would have gone atomic today.
0: <laughs> hey, I, I would have drained your dipstick before I drained your bike's dipstick.
10: Oh, ooh. wow! Oh, that,
1: sounds like a, that sounds like a promise.
0: Wow.
10: That sounds like a promise. I'll collect. <laughs> no, so
0: so you got a new engine?
10: Yes. Yeah, so that day that you told me that, I went and I found one. And uh, good good news. It was, it's a Florida engine, so the bike is officially a Florida bike. It's a squid
6: bike. It's got tentacles. Now everything
10: everything matches. (laughs) Everything (laughs) matches. Um, Yeah, so I went and bought uh, an engine, and uh, Doug was like, what'd you do that for? He's like, we should have checked it out. Nah. It was like...
6: You pulled the engine without even knowing what was wrong. I knew it that very it well. Could have like been a, techno song. Underneath it very well could have been seat. just the top end of one of the cylinders. It sounded like. And here you are pulling the entire. That that was where I was coming from. That's all. I was just like, don't take the extreme without knowing anything.
9: Well, you can't you can't pull the cylinders or anything without you gotta
6: drop the without dropping the engine. It still would have been worth like taking off the valve cover and just inspecting in there to diagnose it. Yeah,
9: I normally would
0: agree with you, but the 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 way he described what happened it really sounded exactly like what happened to me and it was the same also I mean
2: the the SV um, the engine is a structural member it's not that hard to drop it's not in a basket it's not contained it's bolt bolt and you can lower it pretty much sure but if you don't have to why would you (laughs)
9: Well, Point. we uh, there were, uh, we looked at the valve amazing. covers at you know d- during the uh, during the autopsy, and you still wouldn't have seen anything. Well, it was
10: funny because yeah. everybody started like going deeper and deeper. Well, it's not here, you know what I mean? Oh, the pistons look good, and then it was like, we well, we gotta take these off," and it was like all the way to the like the very last thing. Yeah,
4: yeah, and that's interesting that the pistons didn't show any damage, but the, the, they, were the yeah, oh, they were lean in the front. Oh, they, they were okay. They
10: were lean. lean in the uh-huh,
4: front. Okay, and and the new engine you got is that a six fifty also? Yes. Okay. Is yeah, there a reason the
7: why engine. you went with a six fifty cool. instead of going with like a
4: I one looked at or, I, yeah, I
7: looked
10: at some of the forums and, and uh I don't know if the one I was reading that kinda of deterred me from it was about the first generation swap from the one thousand to the uh, uh to the D. but it, it just seemed like like everybody was like, Oh my god, like I didn't think that was possible. Like you you might be the only one who's ever done and I said to him, I'm like, If this guy's the only fucking one who ever did it and he sounds like he you knows he's talking about, you know what I mean? Then I'm definitely not gonna be the second one who ever did it. I know it. what you mean. You know, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm about some Farkles and some orange, but you know, I'm not I'm not fucking. Yeah,
4: there's there's a lot of unknown.
10: I'm there. not gonna be on Top Gear anytime soon. I tell you what. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> of All more. I know is that thing was fucking techno music underneath me and no power when I was going down the 17. That was enough. <laughs> so now
0: you're you're how far along are you in installing the engine?
10: Well, I got more orange. I guess we think powder coated like yeah. we say <laughs> oh, that's a good like, <laughs> I, th- I three think you've reached right
9: about 20% total surface area being orange on that bike mm-hmm. but yeah maybe at more at least more,
10: maybe more all the bolts and shit yeah uh, but so Zach, uh, Zach came by. We dropped the engine over the week, and we started prepping it. I pulled the side covers off and sent them in to get powder coated. Um, and while we we're waiting, we were just kind of going over a few things. We did exactly like Kat said because Kat had just spoken about it the week before pulling the engine out of your Honda. Is it?
7: Oh God, this no, it's a uh, Kawasaki. It's Kawasaki. a CSR and. Uh, yeah, labeling every yeah. little tiny bolt. Yeah,
10: because I, I really, yeah. not, I wouldn't not. I might have caught that like halfway through doing it that I probably should have done this, <laughs> if you hadn't said that before. So I kind of, I didn't. Yeah. I don't think I got like all fucking. You know how you did it.
7: I, I put a piece of tape on every single thing that came no, off of the no. bike, and I'm not exaggerating in any way, no, shape and,
10: or form. And, and you, you have me helping you. Had me helping you with a lot of it. By helping, it means Zach did it. <laughs> <laughs> I had like no. Yeah. You, you, you did things. Yeah, I did things. I held <laughs> the rag in the flashlight. Exactly so you, you did the I mean? valves today? You did the valves in the new engine? Yeah, but with, uh, my, I don't even want to talk about today. <laughs> when we comes to today, that's the end of the story. Uh, because, no.
2: Yeah, well, I saw the blood pressure but, readings. Uh, yeah.
10: But, uh, I mean, I
9: also have an SV650, and so I know yeah. what all the connectors are. So, like, you know, it's like, you don't need to label that. There's only one place that goes. You need to, like, you know it I a custom it. fit
2: that you know that plug goes to there yeah it's like it's there. like
9: this is the starter wire there's the only this is the only thing it could possibly be this
10: Here. is the only thing it could possibly go to the oil temp sensor like i don't yeah. listen i don't know how other people learn shit like i know there was some gearheads when i was in high school and like they just knew everything about cars and i just i, I didn't really get it and I knew every time I fixed something, it would get worse, and then I'd have to pay twice as much when I got it fixed, you
2: know? See, uh, most of those gearheads learned by doing what Zach and I did. That yeah, was an awesome opportunity. Stuff. Yeah, that was an awesome opportunity for Zach because he's got the same bike. Yeah. So, and it's just you rip it apart, and you learn it. I,
9: and I, th- I think what I'm going to do with that engine, because it is munched, is I think I'm going
10: to try to make it cutaway. Oh, nice. Oh. Very cool. Yeah, it's going to be rad. But as I was coming back out to the podcast, I was thinking that I was like, just very grateful because I knew that if I was anywhere else, I would be I wouldn't have anyone to talk to and nobody would really care. So I knew that when I called Zach, (laughs) I talked to a couple people and they were willing to help. But I knew that Zach had done like I liked what he did with his SV. I know he's very thorough and i've ridden his bike and i i was just very impressed with how it came out so i said that you know it would probably be good until he showed up this morning hungover <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: you do your
5: best work that way
10: i was not i was not hungover i was i was sleep deprived there's a slight difference combination <laughs>
5: <laughs> no no but, combination <laughs> yeah but, but did you drink last night
9: too uh no not really no uh, not, <laughs> not really, really. <laughs> not
10: really we'll see. so but everybody responded and, and people were very helpful and um yeah, you know, when it came in today, I we we um, I brought the engine into my wife's car and I packed everything in the back of the car against her wishes.
7: And I quote Mary: "It smells bad."
10: Yes. That was that
7: was the first thing she said when she got out of the car today. Was God, that thing smells bad.
6: Yeah, she
10: didn't even know what it was that smelled. Get bad. her, get her a two-stroke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, so we got it out and yeah. uh, we we wound up just pulling things apart. But but before we did anything, the first thing I knew to do was to do a valve um. Valve check, yeah, the clearance adjustments, yeah, because when when Zach and I and knocked it the last time, it took us like fucking eight hours. Yeah, it was the same amount of stress, but it was in the bike, so yeah, I knew at fifteen thousand miles with w- w- that it had that it would be important. And to they were actually like off; they were too tight. They were yeah, yep.
9: There was the the, the intakes. I think were just at the lower limit mm-hmm. of just at the limit of being too tight and the other ones were definitely too tight yeah happy valves are tappy valves yeah so it, it should be it should be all all good to go now um but yeah no it was a pain in the ass cause you're I don't know if it's that engine or whatnot, but mine it was easier to like I, I could put the cam chain on and just kind of move the move the cams as i needed those with that with with those ones you couldn't like the, the there was not enough clearance
10: to move the gear with the cam chain right. you know, without the, the without the tensioner in yeah i mean like having the, the i guess it, the tension doesn't even tension it that much yes you, know?
9: yeah, so you I mean, had like, to like leave the cam holders off until it was actually
10: so it, it was a pain it did take a while today yeah so i've been outside the, in the, the dark for the past you're over the hump enough. so yeah Kudos! Yeah, the, engine, well, cool. the engine's mm-hmm. in. The yeah. cases are mostly on. And the orange is good. here. I'm gonna yeah. rename the bike. I'm gonna call it the Pumpkin King.
2: I got decals <laughs> coming. The fucking Goblin King. No, that means the third <laughs> one's gonna be Jack Skellington.
10: Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. we will keep track as you have progress on this. We uh, we
3: got any emails?
0: We did get an email from our. Favorite fan Sheila in Texas. Ooh,
3: we do oh, Sheila oh, in geez. Texas. We, I love following oh, her story. Oh, you talk oh. about motorcyclists, and and she has a passion that just won't die. So um, the latest is, hey misfits. Not sure if we've covered this before or not, but do you have a preference over hand tools versus power tools? Ooh, I have that's, an answer um, for that. That's yeah. the debate this evening. I have an answer for that. So do I. <laughs> and are they the same answer?
6: most likely probably if we know the same person uh
3: james
2: and his shop no oh, okay the air tool john harris oh, okay so go, what do you, do you, think? you to go
6: first all right so uh, go read the rest of the
3: email so uh let's see so she has some friends helping to replace a couple of seals on her Yamaha LT2, I think. What was it? Oscar the Grouch? Isn't that what she calls it? I yeah, think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, everybody goes for a power tool fir- a power tool first. She said, no, no. I only use hand tools on my bike. They kind of laughed as she grabbed the T-handle hex key and started taking out the bolts. She wants to know if there's going to be any, if there's resistance or not. She's worried about stripping threads. So I get it. So, but that's a debate. What do we prefer?
6: Uh, In the quiet words of John Harris, you don't ever need to take a fucking power tool to a motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, that being said, yeah, for the most part, I'm known to use them to get long bolts in until they're just snug and then hand tighten them. Yeah. Or to get stubborn bolts off. Sure.
10: Yeah. i seen you using them today. Yeah. Yeah.
6: But you shouldn't ever have to. Uh, keep it as like the main go-to to work on your bike.
2: Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah. I completely agree. It's not the go-to. I definitely like, you know, feeling the torque. I mean, I don't use a torque wrench as nearly as much as I should, but you get to feel how tight things are. Um, I do agree with Doug on the like. Hey, okay, I've got you know, eighty-five turns on this bolt to right. about eighty-three, and then just, do the rest. Just, to it. Yeah. However, um, I. You're right. You should. There, they're there for a reason. Um, taking the clutch basket off of the V the DL1000, was im-fucking-possible. It was just we had huge breaker bars, everything else. And James went, oh, no, no, no. Hold on a second. Got his air tool, walked up to it. Brrr! I almost came. Really? It was just like. <laughs> right. uh,
1: uh, it I
3: was think done. You, you almost did it again right now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I just like
1: telling this story.
3: But
0: I'd say. Sorry, I was going to say I agree. I usually use the hand tools, but I do use the, we have a a cordless uh, ratchet here. Impact. um, Impact that I use when I'm taking off my, um, the body pieces on the Versus because those are going into either steel nuts or steel clips of some type. But when I'm going into aluminum cases on the engine, I don't. Taking yeah, right. stuff
3: apart, it comes in handy. Yeah, like I was right. taking the X uh, the XR three fifty just everything apart, and that impact cordless impact drill was really handy.
9: Yeah, for taking the, the side cover bolts out of stuff, it. It, it speeds things up a whole lot, but I wouldn't use it and put them back yeah. in.
4: Yeah, and you know, I, it's funny, I was thinking about this earlier day on my ride back from Turlock, um, about think of getting, like, some sort of a little small power tool just for, you know, nuts and bolts. Not not anything that would, you know, put a lot of torque on them, but something that would just make it faster to take stuff apart. Because I've, I've always used hand tools uh, ever since the beginning. The only power tools I think I own are a drill, a circular saw, and uh, a sander. <laughs> That's it. So, um... Yeah, so that's, that's that's a very interesting question and, and something I'm considering making that switch over to using power tools, at least for some stuff.
7: One thing that I kind of cool. want to add perspective in is I'm, I'm a tiny person. I have tiny hands and tiny little chicken arms. that can't really do much. So power tools definitely have a, a time and a place in my life, but standing on the end of a breaker bar trying to get <laughs> to break something is what like my everyday breakdown on a bike is. So it's something that you have to... Admit defeat at some points and, and oh. use, the, use the power tools to your advantage, especially as a tiny individual.
2: Come on, you can get a four-foot breaker bar. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now,
6: that, that plug-in impact is great for taking off uh, final drive sprockets the nuts on the sprocket you know
0: yeah you have to have a corded impact for those those big things clutch baskets stuff like that but i will tell you the one thing that the cordless impact is actually really good for when you've got the float bowls on a carburetor and the tops you have a carburetor off a rack of carburetors and you want to take those screws out which are usually factory they come with the phillips a lot of times when you're using a screwdriver it will strip or won't budge Uh, and using that impact Will actually and pop it out. Hmm. That is actually the one tip of using an impact screwdriver on the carburetors. It does less damage to the
6: screws, and then just replace those with Allen.
0: Exactly. Hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. And speaking of cat, little people, also she was talking about, <laughs> she found...
0: <laughs> oh, my fellow brethren,
7: short-legged...
3: It's good thing that you're wearing body armor right now. Yeah, right. Oh, I got my uh, Cthulhu beard just in case. Okay. But um My
7: arms can't reach.
3: So for 375 bucks, she scored an 82 Honda XR80. Fuck yeah. Sweet. Which oh, wow. is perfect for her. It's up and running. Is, and, it a, uh, is it a dual carbureted or is it single carbureted? It's looking single from here. Okay.
6: Yeah, that was right carburet. around the time they were doing dual carburetors. <laughs>
3: Well that's a, what I'm taking a, apart the XR383. Right, dual-carbureted 80? No, but we have know, a, that's why I asked. We have a dual carbureted oh. thumper out there. Wow. But anyway, it's cool she's building a dirt ba- a dirt track in her backyard. It's going to be a family affair, her Where dad's love. A... Uh, awesome. And can we come visit? Yeah, can I mean, we, we do we can. an iron TTR, butt there? We'll travel. Can we go do an
10: iron butt there? What? I think
3: Texas? it would be worth it. That's, then we could That's a that's ride a fun uh, burner golden no. Texas. Texas? Here we come, Sheila. Yeah, be great. advised, Texas that's over fifteen hundred miles.
7: What part of Texas, though? Texas. <laughs> <is a giant. laughs> it's like a difference in <laughs> <of a day. laughs> <Yeah.
10: laughs>
4: Anywhere from fourteen hundred to eighteen hundred miles. Yes. Anyway, uh, the one thanks. that's closest to
10: California
3: right thanks for keeping us posted sheila it's really fun listening to your adventures you got a lot of good stories and uh you're definitely a motorcyclist through and through so uh, thanks for riding in sheila thanks for keeping us up to date and your logos
0: um i also wanted to give a big thanks to wayne out here in santa cruz from cycle revolution he has closed his shop up so that's one less shop we have here we just keep losing all of our services but he was kind enough and and It wasn't because business was bad. He just decided to retire. So good for him. But he was kind enough to give us all of his leftover fluids. That always sounds horrible when I say that. But um,
2: Yes, yes it does. I know.
1: (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, he asked me if I wanted anything. And I said, you know what? Anything that you would be throwing away, like half open jars of everything we'll take it all we will use it so we've got
6: there's a can of of sealant and epoxy here and actually i'm really digging this this uh folgers can <laughs> and you can soak a lot of sh- stuff in here
0: yeah. we got paints and fluids and in boxes of just and stuff. yeah triple lots of stuff grease. so that was a great <laughs> donation to the garage and we we thank wayne and wish him a good luck on his retirement
6: yeah now we can see some projects coming out of his personal garage maybe huh Is he going to continue to build his own stuff, or
0: no? He's 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 moving away. Oh, yeah, Yeah. he is.
3: Oh no, moved
0: on. Now we got to keep crotchety old Jim going as long as we can. Jim
3: cycles. (laughs) 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 I love that when I when I called him about the the one seventy five. He's all I got. Better things to do with my time.
7: When he answers the Our phone. Favorites. When he answers the phone it sounds like a recording. So I called Jim Cycles. I guess I was trying to get my R6 <laughs> diagnosed and I was just like waiting oh. for the beep and he's like Jib Cycles? J- Jib cycles. <laughs> I'm like, Oh shit. it's not a recording. Uh
1: oh
10: And you tell him who you are or what it is and he's like, Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes.
10: Okay. Alrighty. See you when you come.
0: Yeah. And you're like, no, but this
10: is really important. Okay, I'll see you when you come. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So yeah, well, I think that's enough for uh, this episode. We had a big week today and a lot of fun and great weather to top it mm-hmm. off. Oh
6: yeah. Yeah. And th- another 10 days of it coming too according to my... Uh, yeah. yeah, it's like a 20% of rain next yes. Thursday and that's it.
0: So what do we got going on next weekend? Uh,
6: dirt biking on Saturday. <gasps> yep.
0: Yes! Dirt Wait, biking. ttr
6: We're having a TTR Army uh, day down at, at uh, Hollister Hill so since Charlie just got got one TT to, um, Armageddon TT Armageddon All right uh, yeah, we, you, so I can no, think of yeah. six off yeah. the top of my head that if they all make it it'd be rad cuz I want to do like flat track racing and trail riding and like maybe do some games and like maybe some uh what do you call them? The trophies. <gasps> sure.
0: I like mm. games. Um, would you all be willing to dress up in like first costumes, no. and I'll bring a paint gun?
9: No, no. I bring, bring out games. the beast I'm totally okay to with that game. <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 the only costume <laughs> I have is naked. So how I was uh, mean, how
9: was John's outfit today? Oh, uh, that was something special. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I heard someone yeah. go, "Geez, I didn't know it was that
5: kind of party." And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "What?" And I look. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, you'll see it. It is that type of
2: party. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. And every,
5: mm-hmm. every time he walked by, it just kept getting more. Yeah,
10: it was like you know, <laughs> I I don't yeah. I had a got bandana tied around his, uh, you know, watch. I, so. I
1: didn't
5: know it was crotchless at first.
0: I just yeah. love that. I knew it was
5: crotchless right away.
0: I was sitting with Jake in the parking lot, my neighbor came back from a zombie... Thing. I don't know there's, she
2: was, there's a, zombie a zombie flash mob there's a zombie flash mob she's dressed yeah. like
0: a zombie and Jake looks, turns to me and goes like what's up with that as Jake is sitting next to Bagel, dressed <laughs> like a stormtrooper Zach in a full leather racing suit and John who's wearing like flamenco pants and a disco ball and I'm like and it, really yeah. that's what's <laughs> crotch-
2: <laughs> crotchless flamenco pants too. Yeah. Yes, with flames, <laughs> with disco balls.
6: Yeah. For the oh. record, there was a disco ball hanging out in the driveway all day, and it was it was mm-hmm. awesome. It
7: was Sending really distracting. Sparkles. As someone with ADD, <laughs> every Ooh,
1: time shiny. I walked by, Ooh, I'm like, shiny. oh, what's that? <laughs> uh, sparkles. All
0: right. So I think we're gonna wrap this up. And um, again. Thank you to Carl for coming on tonight. I'm going to put a link in the show notes notes to his uh, Indiegogo page. So I recommend anyone, if you want to help support a biker doing another cool movie. Yeah, that is really cool. Super
6: I cool. mean, I would never be able to do that. And I don't, even, Knock know, do I don't it. even know what he went through. And I'm like, I
10: can't do that. I think mm-hmm. not could have done it two hours earlier than him. <laughs> the way he fucking rides.
2: <laughs> I love the
0: fact I he outran his
2: headlights.
10: Yeah, Knock can't
0: control himself from doing wheelies and stoppies. So I, the chance of making it all the way across see. country. Well, see, nobody, that's how you
2: preserve the tires case. to get the distance. You yeah. yeah, right. wheelie and preserve the front. <laughs> 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 that's a good way to cool them off.
0: <laughs> all right, so let's try this out. Zach, can you tell people how to reach us?
9: You can find us online at motorcyclesandmisfits.com, on Re- Facebook at Recycle Santa Cruz. Send us an email at Recycle Motorcycle Garage at gmail.com. You can call and leave us a voicemail at
4: 831
0: 291 5112. That was so nice, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we haven't had any messages in a while, so uh, yeah, let's send us some new messages. Um, also, I love it when people send us an intro. If you'd like to do an intro to our podcast, we will put you on there and use it. Should
7: also call us and leave a message about what mods you've done to your bike to make it your up the butt bike.
10: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also check out the YouTube page cuz we're posting um, lots yeah, of Yeah,
0: we've been adding a lot of new uh, videos to the YouTube page so if you want to see what we look like that's the place to they go. don't, <laughs> or they really don't. there's a reason it's a yeah,
2: podcast we, not a video well we got,
10: we, got the, the biking, we got the Misfits Dirt Biking we got the Misfits Rallies we got the Misfits Mugs we got the Misfits T-shirts Scooter Revenge
0: we have mugs we don't have mugs we got mean from, Misfits the lunchbox Misfits the lunchbox Misfits the toilet paper Misfits the lunchbox the, yeah, yeah,
9: the,
1: the, yeah, <laughs> the, yeah? the flamethrower where's, where's the flamethrower I want the
10: flamethrower the kids love it no. I got the miss- <laughs> 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 so, we, Kids we love a, it. The miss- How <laughs> many box tops <laughs> do I need
6: for the flame tower <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Yeah, yeah let's get out. Thank yeah. you
0: again, everyone, for listening. I I really do appreciate it, and for the emails, we don't always have time to get to them all, but we do read them. We do enjoy them, so keep them coming.
10: Check out the YouTube page.
0: <laughs> On that note, this is Liza.
4: I am Zach. Bagel. Adrian.
5: Douglas. Cat. Jim. Patrick. Mike. Charlie.
0: And we are out How do you go,
5: go. Oh. Ooh.
0: Ooh.